It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir means good evening in French. C'est Simon, it's Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. Earlier today, I cooked a wonderful chocolate mousse. I love chocolate mousse. And it reminded me of a, a saying of my grandfather, Marcel, who uh, uh, was such a, a good influence on me. He, he said that to me, and I want to pass it to you. He said, if you love life, life loves you back. But if you don't love life, she doesn't love you back. One must love life. And really, I, I still think about my grandfather quite often, that positive message, we must love life, meaning we've got to find our joie de vivre. Loving life is trying to make each other happy in our own little way and humble way, but we've got to look for that happiness. So if you have a question about you love life, call me now and maybe I can help. 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Julie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you? I've been having an issue with my relationship, and I feel like we keep going through the same cycle. Whenever there's an issue, he really says a lot of toxic and hurtful things. But whenever I express to him how much that hurts me, he just brushes it off as if it doesn't mean anything. And then the next time we have that issue, it just continues. And I don't know how to fix the situation or know if it's time to just walk away because it's something in his character. I just need some advice on how to fix it, if it's worth fixing. Okay. How long have you been together? About two years. Okay. Has anything changed in the last three years? Um, no, it's just been slowly like happening throughout the time that we've been together. It's not like anything drastic has changed, but oh. we just can't see eye to eye on certain things, and it just keeps coming up to surface. Such as? Well, I mean, in the beginning, he was very damaged as far as relationships go, and he really didn't see relationships the same way I did. And, I mean, finally, we came to an agreement as far as that because, I mean, he loved me, but it's just been coming back up. Whenever he's upset, he just gets afraid of being left, so he wants to just say hurtful things and push me away before I leave him. Okay. Um, what makes you come back to him every single time? He comes back every single time, and we have a very, very deep and special connection, but it's just there's certain character defects that I can't seem to break in him, and I feel like when he's upset, he turns into, like, another person. Right. Now, you know, nobody can fix anybody. Nobody can fix an addict. Nobody can fix the behavior. Nobody can fix anything when it comes to your partner. They have to fix them themselves with a long mm -hmm. therapy or in the case of addiction, there is AAs and other wonderful organizations and programs. But you know in advance, there's no chance at all whatsoever that you can help him to fix himself. So the question becomes mm -hmm. to you, why would you want to stay with somebody who makes you unhappy? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's time to uh, pack the bags and, and go because you're wasting your time and he's wasting his time because he cannot date anyone. He is first to do his work with a therapist, and you have to find a man that is peaceful, loving, and not damaged. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. All right, Julie. Thank you for your phone call. Good luck to you. Be strong, and have a good night. Thank you so much, Simon. Have a good night. Have you ever tried yourself to um, fix your partner in a relationship? Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous.
Have you ever been in a relationship where um, you had somebody very sensitive, uh, emotional, somebody maybe that had a huge heart, like my last girl I described, Julie, her, her, her actual boyfriend, but you've noticed over the years, over the months, that it's the same circle, up and down and up and down and up and down and high and lows and high and lows and nothing ever changes. And you've tried. You've tried with everything you've got. You've, you've, you've been patient and the person asks forgiveness and the good side comes back and then the madness or the abuse or the, the yelling and comes back again and again and again. Have you ever been in that situation? And try to fix it. Let me share with you a story that I think illustrates why it can never work. Next. If you fall in love with somebody who is damaged, emotionally broken, all this, um, what should you do? Try to fix them or try to run away, really? So I didn't know any of that when I was uh, uh, much younger. And I remember falling in love with somebody who had some difficulties emotionally, addiction stuff and all of that. And um, I tried my best to, to fix and try to be supportive as long as I could. And I knew it was not her fault, but I also knew that I was in a losing circle and that only her could change herself, uh, which she did later by with a, with a therapist. And um, it's actually my therapist who told me, Simon, unfortunately, you're wasting your time. No one can save anyone. We can save children as adults. We can't save other adults. They have to do the work. So I've learned that the hard way. So don't do like me. Do better than me. If you're in a circle of love that is broken and not working and repeating itself, stop it and find peace again. You call the next. You want to share a little romantic story uh, with me on the rendezvous? Call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Shiloh. Oh, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Shiloh. So I understand the way you met your now fiancé was romantic. Tell me what happened. It was very romantic. Well, I, I was going to a concert. I was meeting my girlfriend, and we were all going to this big concert, and I had just been um, heartbroken over what I thought was a, a fantastic relationship, and, you know, it had been a few months, and there was a full moon, and I was hell-bent on meeting the, the man of my dreams that night. So I wrote a list because I'm a big believer in intent and I wrote my dream list down on what I wanted, the qualities I wanted in a man. And I uh -huh. took it with me to the concert under this beautiful full moon. Yep. And this guy kept turning around and looking at me. And I, every time he turned around, it was like this magnetic attraction. And I, I caught his gaze and we would just like stare at one another kind of magically, and then he would turn back around and do his thing, and then like, you know, 10 minutes later, he turned back around. So he finally, this went on for uh, at least an hour, and he finally wow. came up and uh, and just talked to me, and we just talked, and then um, and then he, he left, and my girlfriend mm -hmm. said, did he get your number? And I shook my head no, and he walked back up to me, and he grabbed my face, and he said, may I kiss you? And I said, yes, and he leaned down, and he kissed me, which sealed the deal there there was gonna be no friend zoning here, which was awesome. <laughs> and then he put my his phone in my hand and told me to, to put his my number in his phone, which wow. I did. And I ended like he had game, right? And I ended up walking yeah. down this really crowded street that you have to walk down to get to your car. 
and he kissed me the entire way. And, and the crowd was stopping and cheering at every point. <laughs> Ooh, and wow. then, uh, the rest was history. I understand. How did that make you feel when he grabbed you and kissed you? Do you remember that feeling? Oh, it was under that full moon. It was just like my heart exploded. It was just so romantic and cool. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing, Shiloh, and congratulations to both of you and your fiancé. Thank you. Thanks for listening. My pleasure. Have a good night. Bonsoir. You too. Bonsoir. Coming up, I am going to go listen to Zach's voicemail because he needs my help after being hurt. So I want to definitely try my best for him. His voicemail is next. So if you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7, 365 days a year, never hesitate to leave me a voicemail with your question at 855-905-8255 because slowly but surely I'll get to it. And now it's time for Zach's voicemail. Hi, uh, my name is Zach. Uh, I'm calling to see if I can get some advice on how to put yourself out there when everyone you cared about has kind of like hurt you in traumatic ways and how to gain the confidence to want to be proactive about that and just as any little bit of advice or direction that I can go in in order to improve my situation to be more comfortable and more confident on meeting someone. I've been kind of screwed over by a lot of people my ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, and it's caused a lot of problems. I just figured, you know, ask for help when you need the help, right? Um, thank you for your time. Uh, Zach, uh, thank you for the voicemail. I'm going to definitely give you my humble insight and advice coming up next. So Zach left me a voicemail. You know, he got screwed, if you allow me to say that, and hurt by his ex-wife, his ex-girlfriend, other people, and he doesn't know how to put himself now again out there. Eh? Uh, buy a journal, buy a notebook, and uh, write um, the main uh, things that your ex-wife has done to you, your ex-girlfriend, and then ask yourself that question, how did I not see it coming, right? And so next time you go on a date, so you've learned from the past, and we all make mistakes, trust me, that's why I do a show, um, because I've made so many mistakes. And now that you know what happened with your ex-wife and your ex-girlfriend and others, Next time you go on a date, be the one asking questions and always follow your intuition. Don't rush, follow your intuition. There's somebody looking for you, somebody good. I know that. Thank you for your voicemail. You call the next. If you have a question for me, something on your mind, call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Brie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Brie. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? So um, I'm recognizing a pattern in my dating life. I have only been involved and fallen in love with men who I find are often very attractive and exciting, but are very difficult to be with. They either are with many women at a time or they have serious addictions or, or both. Um, yeah. It's always incredibly heartbreaking at the end. Um, and I'm aware that I've had the opportunity to be with wonderful, normal, level-headed guys, but I just keep getting sucked into these relationships that are basically full of madness and drama. So I guess my question is, how can I break my pattern? So uh, it's interesting because what you describe is the same description an addict would do of their addiction. Um, I know I shouldn't you know, take cocaine or, or alcohol, but I get the high from it. And then I know automatically I'll get the loss, but I just can't resist myself to go back to the high. And you, Bree, said something similar. 
I am attracted to those very handsome, successful, but addicted or womanizer man. It's very exciting. It's a high, but I know it always ends up badly, and I go back to it, right? So the first step, there's mm. 12 steps, as you know, is admission, right? Is you have to surrender to the fact that you need help. And the second step would be for you to go to a therapist and really kind of, you know, detox from whatever reasons you have in your past life, in your childhood, uh, and that's for a shrink to do this work with you on what attracts you to broken men. I don't know the answer, and I'm not a shrink, but I can tell you that I have a wonderful therapist, and if you do the work, you will free yourself from this circle that you're in. But you have to do the work. Yeah. Does it make yeah, sense? I need something like that. Yes, definitely. Yes, I never saw it's like, like an addiction myself. <laughs> well, it's it's an addiction to destruction, right? So when it's bad, you're attracted to it because there's a high. But when it's good, like a good guy, you're not attracted because there's only no excitement. You're attracted by the destruction. Oof, so that's deep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's too deep. I don't know. I got, but that's just how I perceived what you said. So I just, you know, think about it. And I've always said, you know, therapy is freedom because it's the truth. And there's nothing wrong in seeing a good shrink. So that's my advice to you. Okay, thank you. Okay, you got it. Good luck to you. Be strong and uh, welcome to freedom. Oh, thank you very much. Coming up, I'm going to go help Carolina who sent me an email because she needs my help with her boyfriend. Carolina's email is next. So Carolina sent me an email at therendezvousshow.com saying this. Bonjour, Simon. My boyfriend's ex cheated on him with his brother, and I'm the first girl he's dated since then. Now, he doesn't trust me, and it sucks. How can I get him to realize that I'm not his ex, I'm not like his ex, and that he can trust me? Please advise. Carolina, that's a great question. When you date somebody very insecure because they've been cheated on, what can you do to make them feel better and calmer? I'll tell you that next. What can you do if you like in Carolina's shoes who is dating a guy she likes? The problem is, is the guy lost you know, confidence in a relationship because his ex cheated on him with his brother. So Carolina goes, you know, it sucks because he doesn't trust me. How can I get him to realize I'm not her and that he can't trust me? Well, Carolina, there's something very important that I've learned. You cannot play shrink, right? You can't change him. So you have to give him the option to stay with you and trust you or to break up. It has to be radical for one reason. He has to bury his past. He has to make peace with his past. He can't blame you for what she did. And you can't play you know, uh, the buffer and get all the toxic from the past thrown at you. So I think it's a great conversation to have, a very honest conversation. No blame there. Just listen, maybe you're not ready to date because you're too hurt. That's, you have to decide. But if you're ready to date, then you've got to trust me. And I'm here and you can count on me. But he has to make the decision. You can't fix him. You call the next. Bonjour, Natalia. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you with your boyfriend? So, first of all, I love your accent. It's always so beautiful. Oh, merci. Okay. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> okay, so here's what's going on. I live and work, and along with my boyfriend, him too, we live and work in our little garage apartment. And, of course, since lockdown, we've been inseparable, but 
we've only been doing our own thing. Like I'm working here and he's working, but I can't even get him to go take a walk with me. And I'm just like wondering, like, how can I convince him to spend more quality time with me? I see. But did he say why? What is it? Is there an explanation from his end of why he doesn't feel like doing it? No. Um, like yesterday, he was playing chess online and I was like, okay, well, maybe after this game, we can go for a quick walk. And then, you know, like 20 minutes passed and then I'm like, hey, okay, let's go for a walk. And he's like, oh, I forgot. It's just, it's just not a priority for him. I see. How about the romantic ulala? Is that a priority for him? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's certainly a priority for me, and I mean that has never been an issue. Okay, and so you both enjoyed the ulala together. Yes. Mm -hmm. So here's an, an idea that you could suggest. Uh, indeed, you, I mean, you don't want to force him to go out on a walk with you or, or do things like this because it has to be on, you know, mutual. You both have to want to do the same thing. So uh, I think that maybe he's taking you a little bit for granted. And I think he has to go back to a bit of the romance. So instead of going straight for the ooh-la-la, maybe, you know, we set up the table inside the garage or we do a picnic. Uh, but I think that sometimes with men and young men also, that you know, that they think, you know, the romance part, the quality time together is just the ooh-la-la because men and women are so different. So I think you have to kind of, you know, uh, slow down a little bit of the ooh-la-la and, um, you know, just... We teach him a little bit of what is it to be romantic. I think that's genius. <laughs> I hope it works because I, you know, I think that us men don't have the same needs than women, and we think the ulala is all the romance we have together, and it's wonderful. And you said it was great for you too, so I'm sure he doesn't even think about it twice. It's just think, oh, we are romantic like this, and we don't need to spend other time together because we're already together in the same room. Exactly. Okay, Natalia. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Thank you, too. Final question for you. Would you be okay with spending every weekend with your partner's parents? <laughs> Let's talk about that next. So, a uh, question, because I talked about it with a caller a couple of days ago whose partner wanted them to spend every weekend with uh, their mom. And so, would you be okay with spending every weekend with your partner's parents? You're not going to believe the result because I posted that on my social media at Rendezvous Radio and here are the results of Uvos actually. So 63% of you said every weekend, no way. But 37% of you said, sure, they're cool. I mean, I couldn't. I just, I need time with my girlfriend when I have one. I just can't be with the parentals all the time, even if they're nice. I just, listen, <laughs> not going to happen with me. But thank you so much for voting. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for uh, being with me tonight. Really appreciate that. Appreciate you. And I wish you a bonne nuit. A good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.